0: One, two, three, four. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Today's guests will read poems for you.
1: Spoils of Akron, the Spoils of Akron Podcast. Welcome to the Spoils of Akron Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Miller, here with my uh, wonderful co-host Shane Wynn. Shane Wynn. Cody and Ryan could not make it they were being held up at the airport for some reason oh. I think Cody was um, smuggling illegal food or something I through the he airport I hope brought us something
0: good was it airport liquor uh, yeah, yeah I think
1: so Cody's running like a bootlegging operation oh wow! Well, so I, I, you know when they don't show up that. we're just gonna make up wild lies about them and <laughs> make their lives probably a little more interesting than they really are you know he's a bootlegger now that, he's easy. on the run <laughs> there's a there's an amber alert because he Cody kidnapped Ryan and yeah so. well
0: they're right okay <laughs> both underage.
1: so so Shane I, I think Akron w- was really busy this weekend it seemed like there's a lot of stuff going on there was a juke joint DJ gig there oh, was uh true. there was a birthday party there mm-hmm. were, you know so what did you do that was fun
0: So I actually went out for my brother's birthday at Ah. Ray's Pub. So I got to experience the new patio there in Highland Square, Okay, which I actually very much enjoyed because it's actually up a bit. Uh, It's a higher level. So you're looking down into Highland Square. So you take in all the ambiance, which is really nice. And there's a new arcade going in in Highland Square as well. So that's kind of interesting it's it's like black and neon green in, in, on the outside so I was a little scared of what that was going to be but now we have like an old school arcade coming so that sounds keeps awesome. getting cooler yeah
1: so yeah so Ray's moved across the street they built a lot of new spaces right and mm-hmm. some of the Highland Square staples moved are in the process of moving or have moved right
0: They've moved, and it's it's really quite gorgeous. The insides are all redone and much larger and beautiful decor, and then it opens up to this shared patio. And, I mean, you can really hang out with a lot of your of your friends at once, and then everyone that lives in Highland Square comes in to visit. So it's really neat. And you can see all the, the um, lights at night. And
1: ah, Sounds yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, Highland Square has a lot more of that outdoor space, especially as we get into the warmer months. So I went to a Himalayan music concert at North High School where um, the Himalayan Music Academy played Bhutanese and Nepali music. They had dancers. I got to sit in for a song and it was, you know, it was a different experience and it was a a really long concert and and there were like over 100 people there. It was pretty Mm -hmm. cool. And then I went to the Canton Museum of Art on Saturday night and interviewed a ton of kids at this family (laughs) event at the museum. Um, and it was it was a blast. These kids had some really interesting things to say. I, I think a couple groups could have started their own podcast in there. It's almost oh, like wow. they took over. They started interviewing me. They turned the tables a little bit. <laughs> it was awesome. So
0: I was sad to miss that. That sounded like a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah,
1: and, and there's a exhibit called Relics there, and it's, it's all these. This sculptor made these um, statues and things that look like ancient Egyptian mm-hmm. relics, but they also look futuristic hmm. so um i think it's called avatars relics from the future is the name of the exhibit but the, it's it's awesome i mean it's it's kind of mysterious and ominous and you get a definite vibe when you go in there like you think of ancient things and futuristic things kind of in conflict with each other um yeah and is it's really good his name's gary spinoza and i think that's on display through july and it's just down the road so
0: I got to check that out. Yeah, oh, definitely. I, had, I did a couple of other things, too. I saw Judy B. Jones at the Magical Theater Company. Oh, right, right. And it was really good. I was laughing out loud. I mean, it, these kids are hilarious. And I saw
1: you took your kids and yeah. some friends' it kids. It was a big group. Well, there were 10 yeah. of us
0: all together. So, And I mean, it was just one of those things where you stop and look at each other, and your kids have these huge smiles on their faces. So um, I can't believe these actors learn all of these lines. I couldn't do it. Wow. You know, they're like eight years old and right, memorizing right. all these lines. Um, and then also, I photographed last week, um, Aaron Her- Hervey at Crave Cantina. Sure, yeah, yeah, so that was really nice. It was cool to see the nice new space, and I'm very excited. I already have reservations for cool. 10 people, yeah. So, wow. yeah, we had <laughs> him on
1: a, a few months back, mm-hmm. um, on the podcast before they opened, and yeah, it seems like a that guy really knows how to run a restaurant. Oh, yeah, and so it's this beautiful. It's going to be popular, I, I have a feeling. Oh,
0: yeah. The food, the menu sounds amazing, and the, the decor is very similar to the other Crave, mm-hmm. but it has like Latin influence, the food, so it's going to be neat.
1: Cool. So we have a very special episode today. We're going to have live performances from some of the best poets in Akron. This is our special poetry episode. And so we have with us here three uh, local poets who are doing some wonderful things they're they're hosting events they're cultivating this spirit of uh, collaboration and they're bringing you know a lot of poets to the stage to actually perform their work so we have with us noor hindi yoli and mike crutell so let's give them a round of applause welcome. shane Thank welcome guys so noor tell us a little bit about yourself you're you're a university of akron master's student right yes instructor published author no you're
2: making me sound a lot more <laughs> <laughs> special than i actually am but yeah you were published right though a little bit i've published yeah. a couple poems here and there okay That's exciting
1: and and you and yoli both uh ha, are really a key part of poetry in akron and so yoli tell us a little bit about poetry in akron and why you guys have put this in the place because i know you've you've hosted some uh, events and readings and
0: do tell us how we became the poetry akron of the world oh. or the poetry capital <laughs> yep. of the world
2: the, um, <laughs> is that what it is m- the poetry we, we? we started as the poetry <laughs> capital of the midwest of the midwest, midwest.
1: Oh, the midwest. Yes. okay, ah, okay. quickly
2: realized that that was extremely ambitious but not undoable
1: not undoable okay
2: and and thanks to
3: Noor who does um, a lot of the heavy lifting a lot of the scheduling she she actually goes out and finds us places and finds us poets and she brings some really
2: heavy hitters into Akron and are there a lot of poets in Akron there are they're uh, scattered in a lot of different places Um, the biggest challenge has been bringing them together kind of getting them under one roof Um,
0: probably not a huge group of extroverts
2: no
1: So <laughs> like herding cats pretty right? introverted cats into Please a coffee house yeah. <laughs> po-
3: poets want to be heard they don't want to be heard with their own
1: voice okay
3: they would rather have somebody else read yeah. what they're, what you they're have sure. like a ghost
0: speaker like you have a ghost writer so yeah. have someone else you know it's like you have,
3: a, you have this you. ego mm-hmm. but you're going to keep it to yourself <laughs> yeah
1: (laughs) yeah it's probably a struggle when you're a creative person who's introverted you want people to uh see and hear and read your your work but you also probably i know a lot of people probably hesitant to get up and actually perform it and you know and is that something uh, nor that creative people struggle with in your in your circle of poets
2: i think so um we also have like a branch of uh, spoken word artists too um and they, they're they really expressive, too, and awesome to see, and they focus more on the performance aspect of the poem. But when you have poets who write mainly for the page, it's a little more challenging getting them up there.
1: Yeah, because some are more performers and some are just more writers. And so how would you differentiate spoken word from poetry?
2: I think it's under the same tree, basically. They're just different branches. Um, spoken word poetry is still poetry. Okay. It's just there's... The emotion is very clear and very
3: present. When you're reading a poem, and you're just taking the words off the paper and putting them into your head, you are playing with your own emotions. But when you have a spoken word artist presenting poetry, they're really presenting those emotions and putting you in that place and and walking you through that experience.
1: Sure, sure. And, and let's meet Mike. Um, how are you doing today, sir?
4: I'm good, how are you? All
1: right, very good, thank you. And tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I will preface this by saying Mike is the, the brains behind a series called The Big Big Mess at Annabelle's, which is yet another poetry event that's a you know, regular thing. So t- tell us a little bit about yourself and about The Big Big Mess.
4: Yeah, and I'll throw in um, I'm only like half the brain. There's also okay. I have a, a co-host that I work with, Katie Mertz.
1: Sure, and um, I, know, I, I know Katie. Yeah. So, so, you're a big mess. So, you, so you, yeah, yeah, so we need another person to be a big, big mess. Right.
4: Okay. It's, a, it's kind of like group therapy when you're trying to put it
1: together. So. Sure, I understand. So, yeah, why, why did you guys uh, put this series together?
4: Um, well, we didn't start it originally uh, when I was in the graduate program uh, for creative writing a few years back. Uh, my really good friend um, and roommate at the time, Nick Sturm, had started it. Um, and it was just a thing where we were in school and he just wanted to start inviting all these people we were reading to come to Akron and read from their books and uh, give um, people locally a chance to read with these people that were coming in from out of town and so it just kind of grew out of that and then after he left it transferred ownership to me and another friend of ours Alexis Pope and it's sort of steamrolled from there she left and then Katie jumped on so it's been a collaborative effort uh, since its beginning so it's um, there are many brains and sort of many outgrowths, but it's kind of uh, a sort of uh, approach, but it's stayed the same in many ways. And the way it's set up.
1: Okay, and you're you're a poet also, right? Yeah. Okay, and so have you published any books, or what, what's where, where have you? Where can we see your work?
4: Yeah, um, I haven't published anything in a journal, and probably I probably haven't really been sending out that much uh, in probably the last half year. But I do have I have published some chapbooks. Um, two of those in various journals online mostly. Um, and I'm trying to push a book out there, but uh, we'll see.
1: Okay, and um. I, I used to write poetry a long time ago, like before the internet, and I would have to mail out oh, submissions I would like constantly. to hear one of these poems. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Um, and I, I would spend so much on postage just mailing out like self-addressed envelopes, hoping they would give me some feedback, and got a few things published, but it was so hard. I feel like it's much more conducive to be a poet now that you can, we can blog and publish digitally. And uh, newer I know you are in some prints. Uh, poetry publications and journals as well and um do, do you find that the digital world helps you to get your voice out there a little stronger than just in print
2: it's definitely a lot easier to send out um it depends on who you are with what you're getting published i guess there's so many journals out there um trying to send to the right ones that fit your poems and your style is a little bit more difficult uh anybody can create a journal these days so it takes uh just a little bit of research now
1: sure and I know that um well it seems to me like there's more of an audience for poetry now you know in the 90s I just didn't feel like it was very conducive I I didn't I'd have to go to Kent or Cleveland to go to any readings and um I feel like there's there's a bit of a movement here and 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 I know that when I was trying to get stuff published in journals, it seemed like just a lot of other writers would read those journals and people in the more like in academia. Um, Is there more of a mass audience for this now? I mean, are you finding that just other poets are reading your work, or people from the general public?
2: Um, I think poets read poetry, obviously, but poetry is so explosive right now, Um, and. I'm not, I mean, a year ago, I didn't know really where to find things. I started kind of like dipping my toes into the scene. Um, There's so much going on. It's overwhelming sometimes. Um, And there's a lot of journals that are out there that are really awesome. Like I read for Boat Journal right now. Um, It's B-O-A-A-T. They are amazing. Uh, They publish some of the best work on the internet. Um, What are some other ones you can think of, Nick? I mean, sorry, Mike. 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 <laughs> My bad.
4: Nick's sitting across the table. He doesn't have a mic. Nick's in
1: Georgia. Um, Just don't call him a
0: crouton. You're fine.
4: <laughs> well, I I I actually edit for a journal called Pinwheel. Um, we're an online journal as well. Uh, they're they're everywhere. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, there's you can go to things like uh, there's a. They're a publication, they publish essays and poetry and various stuff um, on a rolling basis called Entropy. Um, And there are other sites that have existed like it, um, in a way, but they're, like, if you go to their website, they have a section every couple months that they put out, like, where to submit for May through June, and it's it's exhaustive. Like, the amount of places you can send for, Pub- book publications, contests, and then just journals. I mean they're they're everywhere and everything's so accessible because a lot of online journals um, use online submission methods anymore, mm-hmm. mostly on submittable. almost everybody's on there so it's it's Are really it- easy. To-
0: <clears throat> Are there poetry podcasts? Have you heard any? Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: yes. I have, too. Um,
0: (laughs) And what are they? (laughs) There is
2: The Poetry Gods, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I have to pull up my phone to get some other ones, but there are, like, really good ones. Um, The Moth is another one. Nice. Um, And then there was one that I was listening to recently, but I forget the name of it. I'll get it, though, and send it to you So
0: do they read the poems and then sort of review them, or is it just purely poetry?
2: Um, There's a few that just do interviews with some of the bigger name poets out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are really helpful to listen to. Um, And obviously those poets would read their work, Mm -hmm. too. And you have a blog where you review poems as well. Yeah. um, It's called Nervous Poodle Poetry. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's funny. um, Chris Horn at the Devil Strip Mm -hmm. sort of named it. Uh,
0: Oh, hey.
2: It's a good name, Chris. Good job. (laughs) Uh, He... I when named make-
0: something for Chris, and Chris named something for you. So exactly. that's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I named his unbox for him.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he actually used to call me, he said I, he used to say I was like a nervous poodle because I would oh. make him mad because I'm so type A. Um, I think he might
0: be referencing your hair. I'm just probably, saying. I don't know. I think so it's, too. Maybe it's random.
2: <laughs> he said, You look and act like a nervous poodle. And I was like, Oh, oh great. That's the name of my new blog. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> So that's
0: yeah. wonderful.
1: I've met well some made. poodles. You're much more laid back and yeah, friendly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Poodles are kind of uptight. Maybe you should,
0: yeah. Maybe you should be chill poodle. Yeah. Chill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, who are some of your guys' influences? I mean, do you do you lean on the classics and some modern day folks? Um, I know I really like Billy Collins and I also read Walt Whitman. You know, old school.
3: Well, you know, I think I'm like the only one out here who doesn't read poetry. Um, I write short stories, I write some fiction, I write poetry, but I found that if I read somebody else's work, I absorb it, and then the next thing I write sounds exactly like them. Um, And so, in order not to bring those voices out in myself, I kind of just try not to. But every now and then, you know, somebody will share something, or I'll see something online, or uh, in the New York Times, or in the Atlantic, and I'll read something, and it's like, wow. I wish I could write like that. Um, maybe one day I will.
4: It yeah. So, it sounds like you you just admitted that you do, so maybe you should just <laughs> keep reading people I, and writing but I don't read. I don't, I
3: don't seek it out, <laughs> yeah. and I don't immerse myself in it. And I don't really, to be honest, I don't have time. I right. have like five different not, um, fiction books that I started that I really wanted to read, but I don't have the time.
1: And you're good at bringing people together to to have poetry events too. I know you've been behind a lot of really cool events in town.
3: Um, most of that's been newer,
1: mm-hmm. sort of. Okay, so you guys um, kind of work as a team.
3: Well, though. we so it, it the way it all started. Uh, I have I have a roommate, and one night he came home from dinner, and you know he had a cup couple of glasses of wine and. I'd just come home from dinner, and I'd had a couple of glasses of wine, and we were standing at the kitchen, and we we're just talking, and- um,
0: He sounds very mysterious. <laughs> he does.
3: Tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> he um, He's like, God, you know, Akron is so great, and it's on the verge of something. It's on the verge to just explode. There's so much creativity. There's so much going on. So a lot of great things are going on. I mean, look, look at all this poetry. We're talking about Elenia. Did I say that name? Lydia. yeah. Elenia's mm-hmm. poetry, uh, Noor's poetry. Um, he had just written a poem. And, you know, I kind of write a little bit. And we're, you know, just going back and forth on this. And he's like, yeah, you know, Akron is like the mid, what, the cap. poetry capital, poetry capital <laughs> the of the Midwest. Midwest. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. And so I picked up my phone and I tweeted out hashtag the, the longest in hashtag yes. ever invented
2: <laughs> yes. during our first event i kept telling people put the hashtag poetry akron poetry capital of the, the midwest, midwest and they would just look at me like, like this no. is not a hashtag no. <laughs> yes.
0: we this need is to a go novella
1: what are you doing with yes. yes. me here
0: we need to go with the first letter of yes. each of those things yeah
3: well, we woke up in it, the next day and people were talking about it they're like of course akron is the Midwest capital,
5: poetry <laughs> oh, capital of the Midwest. My- yes,
3: <laughs> and um, so we we talked a little bit about it, like we really should do something. And they were like, yeah, we really should do something. And he went to work and I, I took off and went to do like 500 things. And he sends me a text, hey, so I was talking to these two girls and we're gonna have a meeting, you wanna be part of the meeting. I'm like, okay, what girls? Katie Carver and nor Hindi, and I was like, I know Katie, so you know I showed up, and we're, there's four of us, and we start talking, and it just seems so doable. Like you want to do something, you do it. That's the so acronym. We did it. <laughs> no, we did, we did it. We if you want to
0: be whatever it is, fill in the the blank, then you the just blank. do that, we're and still, now you're yeah. that.
1: That's right.
3: And so we had we had a a venue, mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, you know, I'll provide the venue, I'll find sound, and Whoever wants to find some poets,
2: bring them in, and we'll have a show. And really, we started with nothing. I mean, Chris provided the sound for, Mm -hmm. like, ever. Um, Yeah. And Uh, set it up because I'm... Chris Miller. Yeah, Chris Miller. This guy
0: over here. (laughs) Who's
2: that? (laughs) Who's that guy?
3: (laughs) Yeah, and we had um, two of what I think are, like, the best poetry couple in Akron.
2: Yes, Steve and Teresa Brightman.
1: Brightman. Yeah, they're excellent. Oh, my god.
3: Her poetry makes me cry, and he just makes me laugh and think. I walk away. It it doesn't hit me right away with him. With her, you know, I feel it. I see it. It's right there. With his poetry, you know, I walk away two, three days later. I'm like, whoa. Whoa.
0: I, I'm so glad to see this resurgence or maybe it's just a surgence, I'm not sure of poetry in Akron because I think that poetry um, fills a, a particular niche that you just can't get like through visual artwork. and there's just some things that are best said through poetry. So I appreciate that, and I plan to you know, get involved in all this because I think it's an important art form. And that being said, I want to hear some poetry. <laughs>
1: yeah, we asked we asked <laughs> our our guest poets today to bring some some of their work to read. so, Who'd like to start? You guys
0: like, like so the spoken
1: word card, I can tell you. Let's, let's start. Let's start with Mike first. Okay. And if you wouldn't mind, yeah, yeah, use Yoli's mic so we can hear you a little better. Yeah.
0: Otherwise, I'm gonna read a poem and it's gonna be bad news. Yeah, so. I'll, I'll
1: dig up one of my 20-year-old poems and yeah. I would. I would love lose to hear. Shane and Chris. <laughs> I, brought,
0: I brought a poem. I will read it later. Oh, you did?
1: Yeah should have prepared something
2: the intro poem was amazing i mean yeah it was really good (laughs) very impressive (laughs) it was highbrow stuff right yeah i know i worked on that for three
0: hours (laughs) the epitome of the literary canon (laughs) so good
1: that's yeah Mm It can't go wrong with the roses are red violets are blue yeah
0: right totally no no, you can go
1: wrong
2: (laughs) (laughs) hey that was the first poem i ever wrote so yeah yeah
0: my first poem was about my feet Was, was my first very was probably bad.
1: some sort of dirty limerick <laughs> or something. <laughs> no, <that> we, <laughs> oh, those are fun. Yeah. <laughs> my high school teacher told me
3: that I
0: shouldn't write. Oh, love poems. That's I hate sweet. love poems, and all I've oh. been writing lately is love
4: poems.
3: <laughs> I hate
4: them. Okay, all sorry, right. I'm messing with my various degrees of technology right now to figure out He's what page I was supposed zone. to be on. Um, so this is uh, just. Um, kind of two uh, coupled pieces short little things from a, a longer sequence called Monument I work and I am offered to work. I am offered to work too. I am offered to work. Work is not a thing. What is a study? What is a growth? Would you say you are happy with your position? What is the position that I'm in? Does it have leverage, have titular, endlessness, emptiness? What is a position you hold it, you bear it? We say we bury ourselves in it. And other people are in a position, so like, You, like me, but also unlike anyone else. And we do not hold our positions, other things, not things. People hold our positions for us, in spite of us. We are held to it. What is not a position? Is it a pattern? Is it a work? Yes and no. What is a pattern? It is unrecyclable. If someone tries to reuse your pattern, you are suddenly dead. What is not a position dead? Is not a position it cannot be used it is a pattern i think about you as a pattern i hope you think what is today not what is so dead with you today and hopefully with me too dead the weather collapsing i told a boss maybe and maybe not my boss that i didn't come here in position others had i come without I told my boss the kind of work that is not read and different, read, away. I cannot repro. What is not a reproduction or a simple production? One, as in one or two, cannot be a thing. A reproduction or a pattern. What is a stone among these? A pattern that is not positioned anywhere but. Dream number eight. We follow the vessel in an effort of rescue. The people there want to, we have lived here earlier. The people there want to make a life of everything in one small house, in one small house with many small rooms. The rescue of it, it has science, pain, fiction. We, who we come to rescue is lost. The people want keep us. We aren't supposed to leave and leave anyhow. In the night, we return. Now they want us. The people have want of us, but leave us. We wake up still drunk in New York. There is work to do. There is breakfast to. People keep asking, Who are you? What are you doing in my place?
3: Wow.
0: Very nice. Yeah. Wow. I
4: Very like nice. The
3: pattern because as he was reading it, you hear the pattern. Mm-hmm. It's pretty right. really cool
1: yeah there, there's a certain music to live poetry and I love when poets read or write with rhythms in mind with the mm-hmm. certain the consonants that they use and the words that they use and there's a cadence and that's you know that's a great thing because poetry is is like music, you know it captures that the same emotions I think music can and a moment in time, just like a painting might capture a certain sliver of time and and memorialize it a little bit so
0: that that felt sort of like a stream of consciousness (laughs) where you're just kind of like processing and different things are kind of coming out so I don't know you talk about it that's your poem (laughs) yeah
4: (laughs) some of the sections of that poem when I was writing them um I was spending a really long time uh reading uh this book by Alice Notley called Benediction that just came out a couple of years ago um, and it's, it's written very much in that way it's, it interrupts itself um, the poems sort of break themselves and yet complete themselves sort of they fragment and then they come back to that fragmentation and, and recycle it in a certain way um, and yeah it was just a process of trying to ruminate in that way
0: Are there, I mean, are there rules anymore, or are you, do you know the rules so you can break them, or there really are? Because I I wrote some poetry recently, just because I'm crazy, but, um, and I just was wondering, like, are there rules, because I just sort of made it up. There are rules for
3: specific types of poetry, Mm -hmm. like if you're going to write couplets, you rhyme. Mm -hmm. Form poems. Yeah. I mean, I began with what my English teachers taught me, Mm -hmm. and then I realized, oh, I don't need adjectives, I don't need adverbs, I don't need commas, question marks, I don't even need to follow the structure of sentences. I can write two sentences in four lines, or I can write four sentences in one line.
0: But I'm sure there's other like types of critics that believe in different rules, like as a photographer there's people that like purist photography, and then there's ex- more experimental people, and so it well, probably depends free, on who it resonates
3: poetry. with you. poetry, you basically make up your own rules.
2: I mean, anything can be free form. One of my favorite collections uh, is by Sandra Simons. It's called The Sonnets. Mm-hmm. So every poem in it is a 14-line poem, but she adheres to no other rules of the sonnet form. She just breaks it. Um, so I think there's something to be said to the poets who use those forms and then abandon them. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and just like anything else, like Picasso learned how to paint realistic things before he moved mm-hmm. into abstracts. So... Yeah, and sometimes with poetry, do people like take a shortcut into the free form stuff and not study the, you know? Yeah, I think the,
5: so.
3: I've, I've met some poets who structures. write haikus, and um, and I read, you know, I've met poems that are uh, poets who only follow the rules. Mm-hmm. So it's sure poetry is just as varied as there are people, you know. It's like a pers- It's like your personality. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. It's it's how you think.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let's hear how you
3: think. Did you see that segue?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see that segue. <laughs> it's Yuli's turn. Yeah.
5: So Shane. Thanks. I,
3: I, <laughs> I go to a lot Good of segue. events and I go and listen to a lot of people talk. And last October, I went to a GAINS meeting and uh, they deal with sustainability and the keeping of the earth, keeping it healthy and alive. And. Um, While I was there, this teacher from Akron U came to do a presentation. And I'd only known him as an artist. He had this magnificent creation that he put in the walls at the Akron Museum. And his name is uh, Charles Benneke. And he gave this talk about what ended up being global warming. In order to do a piece of art, he actually went north to study the melting polar caps. And, um, you know, it sounds like something really dry, like, yeah, who wants to listen to this? He's just gonna, you know, and and I took notes. You know, I found it interesting. I find really strange things interesting. And so I took all these notes, but I only had a little piece of paper that was like two inches by two inches. So I wrote all over it, flipped it, wrote on the other side, and then started writing on the margins. And then I realized that the way this man was speaking to me, the way he was speaking to the whole room was, he was really just telling us a poem. And a lot of the poems that I write, I take people's words, the words that are actually using when they're speaking to me, and I rewrite them for them to show them that you know what they're telling me is poetic. And um, I did, I rewrote his speech. And thank you, Charles, for not getting mad at me when I, when I sent it back to you and I said, here are your notes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think he liked it. So I'm just going to read it really quick. Um, It's called Disco Base Soiree. The sun moves in circles above my head, shifting ice beneath my feet. My foundation moved, making me feel almost ill, vision distorted by what I could not see, dancing without swaying, standing atop the world, following your words, feeling your flow. You took me dancing on the coolest floor, Disco-based soiree for curious people like me. Where cracks become ponds and ponds become rivers and rivers will eventually become new seas where the polar ice should be. The evidence you seek is what I see. Changing the how and the way of one thing won't stop the cycle, but repetition by many may cost the ball to roll the other way like shifting centers, the answer is in knowing what I need to sustain myself, in making not more, but less of a mess of things. For it is the things that have the least substance that are wrecking the most havoc. Like emotions left to hang in the air too long, smog sticks to trees, smothering wings, silencing bees, making fierce creatures out of fleas and freezing on your skin. Too breathless to finish our waltz, we walk and talk and look for places where there is no snow to hide a crevice we can fall into. Our foundations have moved from solid ground to emptiness we cannot see. The evidence of our earthly sins was on that ice that vanished inch by inch as we danced on by. Not only on the disco bay, but everywhere you seek to see the change we bring.
5: Ooh. Very nice. Thank you.
3: Thank you.
0: So that, that's interesting because you were saying earlier that you're sort of become inspired by other people's words, mm-hmm. but in this case you were inspired by someone's artwork. And so that's kind of an interesting
3: concept that you repackage pe- what people have said and hand it back to them. Mm-hmm. That yeah, could, yeah. <laughs> I, and I, I, I do write, I have a lot of poems that are really short, like somebody will tell me, you know, I'm this kind of person and I do this and I really don't like it and I'm like. That sounds like a poem. <laughs> <laughs> and clean it up and put a bow on it and hand it back.
2: And, and hand
0: yeah. it right. back. Sometimes
3: people get it, they
2: don't, they don't always <laughs>
3: like it. They're like, I didn't say that.
2: Everything <laughs> is a poem.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's true. It can be. Yeah, what? I like the idea of creating art off of someone else's art, too. I think sure. that's oh,
0: yeah. That's
1: a really, uh, I don't know.
0: I get inspiration that way all the time. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Sure. All right, Noor.
0: What you
2: got? All right. What you got um, for us? <laughs> so, my poems are very depressing. Oh, yay. Isn't that, isn't that okay. the greatest way to introduce your own poetry? <laughs> I'm gonna need a martini after this one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wrote this after 6-7 months after my grandpa passed away last summer. Um, it's self-portrait as grief. After learning about vampires in second grade, I slept with a clove of garlic under my pillow for 3 days. Lately, nothing gives me so much comfort, so I drive through detour signs with a half-dirty windshield and a bottle of cheap vodka at my side. A man asks if I'd like to place my hands in wet cement, so I think about sinking and remember how my father held an entire city of grief with just his eyelashes. I google actively dying and think about depression and the 2,000-piece puzzle we solved two weeks after Grandpa died, a map of the entire world. Lately, I want to own nothing and everything. Some days, I am a giant mouth, and some days, I am the way your teeth shattered in the corner of that hospital room, the way your voice shrunk into a whisper." Wow. Thanks.
1: That's really good.
3: Beautiful. Yeah.
0: Thank you. So does that does that help you like when you're feeling when you're in your grieving process? Does it help you with relief or?
2: Um, I do a lot of free writing, uh, but no, I'm not one of those people that can write when I'm really upset. So it takes like this was written like two months ago, and he passed away like back the end of the Jul- at the end of July. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely need some distance, but mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So maybe it helps you wrap like kind of get perspective. Wrap on it, it later. up, yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm the same sense. way. I'm not one of those people who can journal when I'm mad or upset or in the middle of something, you know, emotional. Like, I just, I'm too close to it at that time. I need some distance from it as well. I think so. that's
0: the only time I do journal, and it's like an ah. angry book of anger.
1: Well, for, Yeah, for, for some people it's therapeutic <laughs> in that way.
0: Yeah. I have one from when I was pregnant. <laughs>
1: and it goes wow. on and
0: on complaining about how much that hurt.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, that's it's a uh, very it's very vivid. Uh, it's um, you know it definitely I can feel the grief along you know with the writer. Um, so yeah, well done. And I know that you know good poetry is evocative and is meant to make you feel a certain way. Any good art is. So. I like
0: the part about the teeth. Thanks. Because yeah. it, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just when I think about that, it makes it just makes me sort of like. Think of the horror of it all, you know. Cringe. Yeah, exactly. Embodies something different.
1: Yeah, I mean things like love and death. Like humans are still struggling to understand these things, and that's it makes good uh, inspiration for artwork, for mm-hmm. you know, music, for for what have you. So um, you know, one thing I try to think about when I look at Akron and all the stuff going on is the like the role of an artist in Akron and a creative person and what kind of things you know, the, this creativity can do. And I, I want to ask each of you around the table, you know, even you, Shane, you know, what do you think the role of an artist is? Because I, uh, to me, I feel like the role of an artist is not just to entertain people, but to challenge people of ways to live our lives better, ways to build communities, and to, sh- like, show people a mirror of, like, what could be, or you know, so so to me, I think of those things. I think of an artist because I think of I, I you know a lot of people who are who do like community organizing along with their artwork. So, um, what about you, Shane? What what do you think the role of an artist is? I, in well, I
0: think that's it's highly individualized. I mean, it could be very simple that you just make beautiful things, and that's if that's what you do, then that's what you do. But for me, I've had the most to say in my life when I am motivated by something that I find that I want to change that's when I am most made, motivated to make artwork and they just go hand in hand naturally. So I do, I wanna tell stories about the things that I wanna change or, and the ways that I want to influence. That's what motivates me the most.
1: Sure, okay. Mm-hmm. Nor?
2: Um I really like art that disrupts the norm. Um, so I think the role of an artist in a community is to mess things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So talking about the big big mess uh I I also think you know what is Akron without that ambition um I think we're all trying to make something out of this city and sometimes we may be overly ambitious but that's a good thing uh so I don't know I think the role of an artist is to be involved in the community and be an active member and uh bring art in front of people and try to Figure out, you know, have them figure out what to do with it in a lot of ways.
1: Right. And I love the idea of disrupting things because I think some of the best advancements we've had as people and as cultures have come from good art, you know. Um, and it, it challenges us to rethink the status quo. H- how about you, Yoli?
3: Um, I agree with Noor. Uh, the, the, the role of the artist in any civilization is to be both its muse and its destruction. And kind of like the Phoenix, you know, the artist comes in and creates the city. And then the city destroys the artists so that the artist can recreate itself. Um, without creative process, there's no progress.
1: Okay, and you you had something you had a similar sentiment in something you recently wrote for the Akronist about um, the Devil's Milk trilogy. You know, the creation, creation and destruction with yeah. with the community with art. So, so how about you, uh, Mike? What do you what are your thoughts on
4: this? I think the one of the interesting things um, with people doing artistic things in general whether it's it whatever medium or or uh i guess just medium or way of going about things if you want to call it medium or some extension of it is that uh it gets people out and doing something in a different way i mean and together i mean what is there to do in akron it's not there there's a lot going on but um it's little pockets here and there. And I think those are always really special and really nice. And the more of them there are, the more that people are just coming out um, and just being together and sort of experiencing things and each other because there's, it's it's not a bustling area in terms of like a, a major metropolis where there's a million things to distract your attention all the time. So it's like that, it's like the internet or what? Uh, sit at home or what. And um, I don't know, I think those are the greatest things. People just get out and they go do something for a little bit, they come hang out in the basement, they go paint a wall somewhere in a park and they hang out for a few hours and they share some experiences. Um, And the more that that happens, I think that just encourages people to grow in positive ways and new ways.
0: Yeah, I think it, it helps you connect with other people, you know. Yeah. To me, that's what right. life is
3: all about. It's about people and... There's very little to do out in Akron or in any city that doesn't involve the art. That's true. Of one form or another, whether you're going out to eat a good or meal. Or sports.
0: Sometimes it's sports.
5: Uh, but, but there's, <laughs> not, but I mean, there's artistic fan, but.
3: endeavor in sports. Art is all about expression, Ooh. and an athlete is just a specialized dancer oh I hadn't thought of that
0: okay I I can see that especially
1: when you watch LeBron and his friends play I mean there's there's an artistry to that watching Um, um,
3: gymnasts my daughter used to do gymnastics and she would blow my mind with some of the things she could do and I'm like you're a dancer yeah. No, I'm a gymnast.
1: And the human body is an artistic thing. Yeah, in and of it's a itself. discipline. So athletes right. are using that as their that's their instrument. Yeah, their discipline. Their instrument.
0: That's, and it's fine tuned. Yeah. That's that's true. Right. Yes. See, I,
1: I'm not much of a sports fan. I was like a terrible athlete when I was a kid. And um, but I we I saw a roundtable with a guy who's the head of the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. And one thing he said, which I love, and I think about this with sports now, it gives me a new appreciation because some of us like watching plays. Some of us like watching, you know going to concerts, whatever. But this guy said um, uh, every NFL game is a Shakespearean tragedy, like every game, you know. And, and so for some people who like sports, that is their art. You know, that's their.
3: So the Browns are like King Lear.
1: Oh, yeah. Mike,
4: what do you, Mike, what do you think about this? The Browns are the most <laughs> like tragic of all a, of this. Sports <laughs> is,
0: is an art. Uh,
4: I think there's. We're, we're going down I saw some road doubt right in your
0: face, and I have to come <laughs> point it out. I mean,
4: I, I love. I, I don't know. I love a good baseball game. It's long and it's slow and it's outdoors. And
0: there's beer and there's a and hot there's dog. That. And, yeah. and there's <laughs> that. that's why just I like it. You just get to like sit
4: somewhere for like huh. three hours and it's, huh. it just do something that's almost next to nothing. Um, so I think that there are experiences you can have um, where it's that kind of uh, get out and go do yeah. things. Well, yeah. it's not necessarily passive, but it's like... It, you have a chance to engage with people. Sure. I just don't, okay. you know, I think that there's a, I think there's definitely a line where it becomes yeah. a little, you know, like a yeah. dumping garbage all over a parking lot for a Sunday afternoon doesn't seem like the most productive way to go about that up in Cleveland. But Right. But that, that
1: might be someone's, you know, art form <laughs> and expression. Well, it's funny you mentioned bas- baseball because, um, I recently heard Teresa, who we guys brought up earlier, reading a poem about baseball, mm-hmm. opening day, and it was really good, and it, and it played into that, how it's not set on a timer, it goes at its own pace, and it's, it's kind of more mm-hmm. an organic thing.
0: Um, I have a poem, and it mentions a baseball player. All right. Are you ready? Yes, yes.
1: let's hear Shane's poem.
0: I am not a poet, so here's my disclaimer. And I actually uh,
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: recently wrote some raps and I wrote a rap about Yoli. I remember, actually. yeah, I was going to yeah. bring that up. So this is yeah. a rap, but I am not going to rap. a street and poet. a rap is just a <laughs> musical <laughs> um, poem. I need you to rap this. Yes, <laughs> yes, please. So I can't do it. I'll practice. Only please. one of but Right now, I'm box. just going to read it because I, you know, baby steps, <laughs> whatever. Okay. <clears throat> so mine's a very uh, Akron-centric poem. Retired, tire tycoons in their tired attire Have abandoned the buildings that crumble, expire Come to Akron, you too can live in a mansion Enormous Stan Hewitt-like homes of substantion What's in it for us? Population expansion Attract and retain and avoid all the brain drain To sustain and maintain, we gotta make it rain On our garden, garden, how do you grow? Millennial perennials that outlast the snow Build it and they will come is a quote from Shoeless Joe a dead baseball player telling us not to go, saying, Build it and they will come. Stay or should I go? Can we spin devil's milk into silk, tire tread, into treading lightly from the blight say what might be? Listen to me, urban felicity in this city is diversity.
3: Whoa.
1: Wow. That is really good. <laughs> that's, that's a good stream of consciousness type wow. of thing. You know, kinda of one thought kind of trickles into another. Mm-hmm. It's a good device, you know. So we're, we're, uh, nice job, Shane. And I I had this epic poem ready to read that I just wrote, you know, off the top of my head, but we don't have time for it. I'm sorry. We're running.
5: (laughs) Just (laughs) totally
1: joking. Um, So I want to give you guys an opportunity to plug some upcoming events and things that that you're part of that you'd like to get out there. How about you, Mike? Anything, when's the next
4: big, big mess? Uh, The next mess is uh, June 10th. And uh, as... Her normal it'll be at uh, Annabelle's um, we usually get started around 7 but it's like door 6 or 630 we get started at a slight Annabelle's time so we're usually a few minutes late um, but it usually runs from anywhere from 630 till 9 uh, and we'll have three readers and it's uh, gonna feature Allison Davis uh, and Den- Denora Wren and Andrew Wren um, and it will actually be our six-year anniversary. OK, great. And where can people find out more about this? Uh, we're on Facebook uh, as The Big Big Mess. I can't remember if it's reading series, but The Big Big Mess and then also Big Big bigbigmess.tumblr.com. OK. Awesome. The Big Big Mess readings. See, now I'm, now I'm drawing a blank. You can find us. That's we're OK, I'll, the I'll
1: find out. the right name and put it in the description. Yeah. We'll tag it when we post it. So we'll be good. Um, How about you, Yoli? You still looking? Yoli doesn't do anything. No, I never (laughs) see her She has no plans, and I won't see her at all. She's such a homebody. (laughs) Right.
2: I'll cover for Yoli. Okay, Um, (laughs) cool. So we have two things coming up for Poetry in Akron in June. Um, Friday, June 16, we are featuring four poets for the Bebop on the Block Festival in uh, Cuyahoga Falls. Uh, So one of those poets is actually Teresa Brightman, so you can check her out there. And then the other uh, event is on Sunday, June 25th. It's during the Open Street Festival. Uh, we'll be in Kenmore. We'll have two poets featured, um, Damian McClendon and uh, Akeem Jamal Rollins. So,
1: yep. Cool. I'll be playing music that day at yes. uh, what, 3 o'clock. Yeah, 3 o'clock. Oh, great. Yeah. Somewhere along the, the streets.
3: All right. So All right. I have two things. Oh, I could, like, talk about uh, maybe 50 things. But the t- two things I have in mind are the Akron Interbelt Design Charette, which is being held on June 3rd, which is a Saturday, 10 to 3. Um, it is at the Kent State College of Accu- Architecture and Environmental Design. Um, and even though it's being held in Kent, it's being held there because that's where they have the space for us. Um, all artists of all disciplines are invited to participate and what makes this really cool is you're actually working with an architect who will take your designs and present them to the city as to what to do with the inner belt which is very different from the events that were held last year where the, the city were, they were just bringing people in to voice their opinions this one you actually sit down and work on a design um, something concrete and what if my
1: idea is to build a freeway there.
3: Then, you know, you have artists there to help you <laughs> do it and help you put it together. I have to say,
1: I use it every day to commute, so I'm kind of bummed out that it's all closed down at the moment. Well, you
3: know, the inner build used to end right at my front door, and yeah. it was a major pinch in my day that I couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> That's um, true. And the, the second one, I want to remind everyone of, um, the Art Walk has been rebranded as Third Thursday, and the first one will be this Third Thursday, it's like a twister. Yes. <laughs> and um, Northside is open. Follow the detour signs. It's really not that hard to get there. Um, you know, orange cones are everywhere, and just, you gotta think of them as bumpers. You know, you're gonna play ping pong as you go through the art walk. Um, the oh, trolleys there. The trolley fun. will take you from door to door. Mm-hmm. It's it's really easy. We're including um, Lock Four. The Devil Strip has a concert that day, so you can experience live music, you can experience um, wandering artists. We have uh, fire twirlers, I think if... Is that you? No, 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 <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I, I slip a lot. I think I would just be flaming Yoli if I did that. Um, but I know for sure there'll be campfires along Bluff Street, there will be a lot of art in Northside, a lot of music a lot of drinking and eating because everything is open during the art walk. So come on down to downtown. Thursday, third, third
0: Thursday. Thursday.
1: Third Thursday. New. Okay.
3: I have one for the, there's a new
0: um, food truck Wednesdays at Cascade Cucina's. Cucina. So our friends from the square Scholarly, uh, scullery Scholarly. will be there. And also Holy for Holy it's the orange truck a Twisted Leona Stone Pelican Rolling Cafe and Cafe known Espresso truck.
5: So that's
1: okay great um and what i have <clears throat> excuse me i have a few things um the devil's milk part two uh or actually no part three industrial part three. valley is it's running It's really good yeah it's really good it's running through may 28th if i'm not mistaken um so there's still time to check that out new world performance lab They're at the balt street theater this wednesday is our last installment of the season for full circle storytelling the prompt is seven deadly sins and I, I love it. It's one of my favorite events. I know oh, I say this all the time, so but just seeing people come out who we've never met, who have these amazing stories, and they be, they they light up when they get on stage. And um, who better to tell our own stories about our personal journeys and our past than us? You know, and and I think all of us are natural storytellers if we just give that a chance. That's Wednesday night. Jilly's starts at 7 p.m. There's a kickoff event on Thursday for the Kemmer Better Block, and it is in the evening. It's at the Rialto Theater. Um, and they're gonna do the better block in Kenmore in September. Um, Kenmore has good bones for something like that. It's a lot of good buildings that can be used and maybe uh, reinvigorated at some oh, point. Ken-
3: Kenmore is poised to be the new downtown Just saying. Yeah, well, it has its, it? <laughs> it basically
1: has its own it has its own downtown uh, you know built into the Kenmore Set Boulevard. Up, yeah. It yeah. has like
0: the largest density of historical buildings yes. that are, have like, not been torn down. Right, that are yeah. and that are in and enough used. repair that they yeah. can be reused. Yeah, right. So that's oh my God, like old
3: ninety-seven is there. It's
2: amazing. And please eat Pierre's Pizza because oh, I'm convinced God. it's the best pizza in Akron.
1: <laughs> yeah, Pierre's I've been Pizza. Screaming this <laughs> yes. for oh, like try that.
2: a year and a half be now. I
0: to want to eat their pizza. It is it's so amazing. Oh. Can- on Kenmore? Can- yes, can- it's on Kenmore. I've yet to try it. I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I I'm going
1: to I'm definitely try it. I love Sounds a good good. pizza. Um, also this weekend is something called the Rubber City Pop Culture Festival at Goodyear Theater. They're going to have a zombie walk for a charity featuring some mm-hmm. people, a couple guys, actors from The Walking Dead. Um they're going to have wrestling, they're going to have a uh, cosplay Our, our friend Ryan, I'm oh, sure he's gonna be boy. he'll be dressed up, you know, all weekend <laughs> at on
3: the way up. East End.
1: Um, they're <laughs> gonna, gonna have up. comic book vendors. So it's gonna it's like a Comic Con plus. Um, also this weekend is Nepali Applause Open Air Performance Festival at the Exchange House in Akron, and that's on Saturday and Sunday and it's all day. Um, they're gonna have performers music uh, some theater they're gonna debut uh, Katie Beck who we had on last week we talked about this we're gonna de- they're gonna debut a, uh, a play written by some people who are Bhutanese refugees um, also on Saturday's electric pressure cooker wandering aesthetics anything goes open mic that's every couple months that's also gonna be at the exchange house at 7 p.m. Uh, on Saturday Jeff Clems Dirty Thirty birthday party, which Julie was waving around there. And that is um twenty sixth. The twenty sixth. That's that's Thursday at seven p.m. And also on Thursday, Friday. Friday. Okay, twenty sixth on Friday. Also on Thursday, the twenty fifth. I'll back up a little bit. I'm moderating a panel for uh, Crafty Mart's Maker Sessions at the at Art Museum. Uh, That starts at seven p.m. and it's going to be a discussion about uh, good creative habits. Um, about good creative habits and and developing those, um, you know, as a creative entrepreneur. So I think that's it. Uh, Thanks so much, everybody, for being on and sharing your poetry. You're all very talented people. Thanks for reading your poems. Yes, I I do appreciate it. I usually don't
3: uh, read my poetry. Me
0: neither. No, you, you, saw that you did great, Yoli. <laughs> Never have. Hey Shane,
1: good job. You might go want Shane. to join some of these poetry readings.
0: Uh, go okay. I'll, I'll, I'll sign you I, up. Yeah, I only the, channel dead poets once in a while, and then they leave my body. I have no other,
2: nothing else to say. The
1: Rubber City Bard. Yeah. We can have you know, you, you can like do poems about tires and yeah, smokestacks and,
2: and, you and can start crap all Collaborating or, yeah. your uh, poetry yeah. with your uh, photography. That's you really true. Have.
3: Yeah,
1: there yeah. you go. Is there going to be a
3: spoilers of Akron rap well my goodness Uh, I have not
1: considered now that that you put her on the spot (laughs) there just might be um (laughs)
0: please okay I'll think about it Shane will work on that and then what rhymes with spoiled okay go poets spoiled Spoiled. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiled.
5: that was (laughs) spoiled you guys are good so you've got a bunch all
1: right well thanks so much everybody for being on and as always keep it an an Akron Akron day. day